Let's ride. Time for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, Dodger fans? And thank you for listening to another episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast presented by Fansided. Hope you're having a nice evening as the Dodgers fall back to 500. A little seesaw. They're now 6-6 six and six on the season as we're recording Tuesday evening as they drop their last game to the San Francisco Giants. 5-0. Putrid offensive performance that I'm sure everyone's just foaming at the mouth here to get into. Dustin May was good. He only gave up two runs over five and a third innings, but the Dodgers offense was not good. Let's start with that sixth inning where they had the bases loaded, nobody out, Chris Taylor up to bat, strikes out. James Altman grounds out into a little weak comebacker to get the uh, runner thrown out at home plate. And then Miguel Rojas in good old Dodgers fashion strikes out. So that was that's pretty much the game right there. But I don't think that's what most Dodger fans want to hear us dive into. So I'm going to set the table. Max Muncie, the night before, had a career-high seven RBIs. He had a grand slam. He had a three-run home run off Logan Webb. He's not only that, but he's a Dodger. Or he's a Giants killer for his career. Over 73 games, he's hitting 272 with 1,000 OPS, 23 home runs, 51 RBIs. And what does Dave Roberts do Tuesday evening? Says it's a scheduled off day. So Max Muncie was not in the lineup. Instead, Chris Taylor started at third base, and the Dodgers got shut out. David Rosenthal, I'm going to pass it over to you to get in on what's got me riled up right now. Yeah, I mean, you go 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. You strike out 11 times as a team. I don't think you expect to win a game. We've seen this time and time again with this Dodgers team and the team before it and the team before it and the team before that. So nothing new here. Typical Dodgers loss, frustrating loss. Uh, As for the Muncie thing, I would have obviously started him, but let's – Let's also take a breath a breath here where you have half the fan base clamoring for him to be benched, to be moved down in the order. His defense sucks. They're saying everything and everything. And now because he hits two home runs and three hits and seven or eight RBIs, now everybody's like, well, how do you bench this guy? So if you're one of the people who are clamoring for him to, to be benched, you need to sit this one out and shut up. Secondly, Chris Taylor is a tough watch right now. It's pretty bad. You going back to spring training, going back to last year, I don't know what's what's been going on. I don't know if he's just out of gas in in general, but I I don't see a a, a way you can justify starting him right now consistently whatsoever. I don't think anybody wants to see Chris Taylor start. So even if they were Max Muncy haters, no one's saying Chris Taylor should be playing over him. And you go back to last year's All Star break to now, he's. 32 for 181, which equates to a 176 batting average. And he's got uh, like 76 strikeouts, something great. Yeah, 73 strikeouts. So that's even more than that. It's like a near 45% K rate. So a 176 batting average carrying over from the all-star break into this season, along with a putrid spring, which I didn't even factor in. He's not doing anything for the Dodgers right now. Jake Reiner, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. You know, they, they're the reason they're putting him in the lineup is because 
there was a lefty on the mound and he's supposed to hit lefties. Well, right now he can't hit anybody. So that's, I agree with David. That is, that is a tough watch, but on the Max Muncy front, um, I'm so sick of this matchup game. We play all season long, the platoon matchup. I'm so sick of it. It's like you see a guy who's doing well. He finally has a breakout game and you put him on the bench the next day. I don't care how bad he was leading up to that point or the yeah. fact that there's a lefty on the mound. It's it's Alex Wood. Come on. Like th- this, this is a no brainer. You ride the hot hand. I don't understand why we've completely forgotten that in baseball these days. We don't play the momentum. We don't go with the gut decision. It, it makes absolutely no sense. And I know it's, it's kind of early to get this upset about it, but it's, it's stupid when you you have a guy who literally owns the Giants. There should be no scenario. I don't care how bad Max Muncy is going. There should be zero scenario where he doesn't play at Oracle Park in San Francisco, or at least against the Giants. There just there there should be no argument against him playing. And so that's the that's one of the most frustrating things. And I'll say this before I pass it back over. The last two games are kind of a microcosm of this team this year where game one, they score nine runs. They are hitting with two outs. They're scoring runs and they're pitching well. And Julio Rios pitched amazing game one for the Dodgers. And he was able to stop the bleeding on that losing streak that they developed in Arizona. And then Dustin May, once again, two out of his three starts, he's gotten zero run support. And that's frustrating too, because he's going out there and dealing and he was untouchable tonight with the exception of that Jock Peterson double, he was untouchable. So it's a very, very frustrating loss. Yeah. I mean, I already said it. Max Muncy has 23 career home runs against the giants. You don't bench that no matter what version of Max Muncy you have in your lineup. And it's not like they're playing a bunch of games in a row. Anyways, they have an off day on Thursday. Also, he has a home run against Alex Wood in his career for the record. So this is yeah, an early and and Dave and Dave Robert and Dave Roberts making that dumb joke of oh he didn't he didn't you know hit three home runs three home through a three home run rule like shut up like just play it <laughs> yeah dude so yeah April eleventh already an early candidate for most Dave moment with benching Max Muncy and like I said a minute ago you said they scored nine runs well Max Muncy drove in seven of those runs so well, no that's I, I don't a big think difference right him there. Is, I think the worst Dave moment was not pinch hitting for Chris Taylor in that bases loaded situation with Muncy as opposed to bench benching Muncy to begin with I think that was worse that they're that not, was they're not bad. gonna they're not gonna do that why it was like the because sixth was, or seventh inning because, Alex Wood was out of the game I believe there was a right-handed pitcher on the mound as well because if you're gonna Fully commit to Max Muncy being in, on an off day. You don't bring he him in. He pinch hit later sixth. in the game. Yeah, but that was like the eighth or ninth inning. So he can't play an extra two innings in the field? No, come that on, just, dude. If you're going to sit him out this game, you can't have him play a third of the game. That just makes you look even more idiotic. Well, it would only have been they're not, they're not. They're not. They're not benching him for rest. That, they're benching they him benching, for platoon. That was- no, they were benching him for rest. It was a scheduled off day. Well, he pinch hit later. Yeah, like I just said, because it was at the end of the game. But he should have. If they're gonna, if they're gonna say it's a scheduled off, what is he getting they, paid to do? They need to do play baseball. They need to, they need to go all in. There's none of this half ass. Well, like you know what? Him. There should be there should be no scheduled off day for Max Muncy in San Francisco. That it's just dumb. Yeah, there's a scheduled yeah, well, off day all, on Thursday. We all agree. I, yeah, we all agree there. It makes no sense why they benched him today with the off day coming Thursday for rest. Like, if it's one thing, okay, he has a nagging injury. 
I get it. But no, this was a scheduled off day pre-planned. They probably had it two weeks out on their calendar. be like, okay, April 11th, that's Max Muncy's scheduled off day because they're just dumbasses like that. But that's sometimes. but that's my whole point. That's my whole point. This All this planning bullshit is so infuriating. I understand using analytics to your advantage. The Dodgers do that really well. But this is just overkill. It's overmanaging. It's overkill. And it's ridiculous. Yep. Other guys that are struggling, David Peralta, 154 batting average so far this season. That's kind of disappointing. And then Miguel Vargas, very early on, leads the MLB with 12 walks, but he's hitting 190, no power production from him either. So those are two batters that we need to see a step up for the Dodgers soon, especially if we got Chris Taylor doing absolutely nothing. Those three guys right there who I think are at the bottom of the barrel right now for the Dodgers offensively. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't put Vargas in there just yet. He's getting on base. Getting on base, but he's not driving he's anyone in. On- he okay, drove in a couple of the runs the other the other day in that Arizona blowout. I mean, it's not like he's it's it, you can't compare him to the likes of, of of Chris Taylor and David Peralta for that matter. I mean, Miguel Vargas has been competing every at bat. So yeah. yeah, I just think it's I think it's a little early for him. But for Chris Taylor, like David was saying, it's this has been a pattern. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Okay, let's answer some fan questions to change the tone here. Tio Albert 2145 on Twitter. How do we make sense of the team so far, given how they've, how do we make sense of this team, given how they look so far? I mean, Very this up is kind of what I thought they would look like. I mean, you guys picked them to win the division. Uh, I picked them to get second place. I, I think this is around a 90 win team. Uh, I think this is kind of what you're going to see for a lot of the year. You're going to see some really good games and you're going to see some poor stretches where they kind of lose four out of five or, or, or whatever it was three in Arizona. And then now another one in San Francisco. Uh, obviously they're going to get some help when, when in the bullpen, when Daniel Hudson returns, which hopefully is may the bullpen has been shaky. The offense has been inconsistent and the run, the runners and scoring positions has been bad lately, at least. So this is kind of what I expected, honestly. I picked them to go 500 the first 50 games, so I think that's what we're going to see, and then they're going to turn it on at some point. But this is this is a classic Dodgers April-May team where they start off very slow. What was it, 2018? They started off 16-26 and 26 and still made the World Series. So I'm not panicking just yet. But if they got to do Jake's 40-10 uh, and 10 start, they got to win, what is it, 34 out of – or. <laughs> Yeah, 34, 34 and 4. Yeah, 34-4. I know the season's still young, but I'm going to lock that one in as my worst take, worst host take probably of the year. I mean, it could get worse. I could have a, another stinker in there, but that was pretty bad. But but even still, like, yeah, it is kind of that slow start that we've seen from them from the last the last few seasons, but 
The one thing that is really concerning early on, at least, is the bullpen has been absolutely tro- atrocious. And I think that they're having to adjust to the pitch clock and it's not going well for them. And I know everyone has to adjust to it, obviously. So it's, you know, it's kind of even playing field in that in that regard. But um, it could be the fact that they're not able to control the game as, as well as they would normally when they come into games uh, when they do. I mean, tonight, I know that, you know, it, it was kind of it, it's definitely an, an anomaly, I think. But I've never seen Evan Phillips get hit as hard as he as he's done in his entire time watching him as a Dodger. I mean, he got absolutely torched tonight. So th- this is that's the very most concerning slash uncharacteristic part of all this. Moves us to question number two coming from Lack 23 on Twitter. Do you guys feel like Friedman and Gomes decided to punt the season because this team might have too many holes? No, no. absolutely not. I don't think they have decided to punt the season, but I will say they alluding to what Jake just mentioned, I think they kind of punted the bullpen signing guys like Alex Reyes and JP fire who aren't going to be back till the second half, best case scenario and banking on guys that were kind of due for regression anyway, such as Almonte and Vesia, maybe Ferguson Phillips, you go down the line, Gratterall. They got a little too complacent. They let too many guys walk. They let Canely walk. They let Chris Barn walk. They didn't really sign anybody to replace them. They got those guys that I just mentioned coming in, later as reinforcements but early on it's not looking too good with this Dodgers bullpen yeah I don't mind I don't mind what that that they that they trusted these guys I mean who would have foreseen all of them being as shaky as they've been I mean that's that's kind of you know out of out of the blue it seems I know you say things like do for regression but like given how they pitched last season you wouldn't think that all of them would be in this position yeah, and another point I want to make, I think a lot of this could possibly be due to these new rule changes. Um, I would love for a nerd to find out and go back which of these pitchers took the longest in between pitches, which of these pitches benefit, benefited from the shift the most, uh, and then kind of put that together and see where where we're at now. Um, I know a lot of these pitchers would take more than they're allotted uh, this year, last year. So I think there's going to be an adjustment period with these new pitch clock and, and, and shift rules. And I think that could be a factor of what's happening is uh, a now, but again, it's still super early. So I'm not really ready to call any of these guys out for aggression. I am encouraged though, by the starting pitching to say the least. I mean, outside of Michael Grove and that one Noah Syndergaard start, that was, that was pretty bad against Arizona, the starting pitching has been pretty damn good. I mean, Dustin May has looked unhittable. Julio Rios has has solidified himself again as the ace of the staff and sort of the stopper. Kershaw looks sharp. I mean, the starting pitching has been a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I just think the baseball got juiced up again. Last season, they tried to dejuice it. Offensive numbers were down. Then all of a sudden, they started to tick back up. And then another thing that they're trying to do is reinforce the sticky stuff even harder. I think that guys were able to kind of time things, maybe not so much with the bullpen, but starters knew which innings they weren't going to get inspected. So they kind of were able to sneak things in. I think MLB's up the enforcements even harder this season. So I think just a combination of everything right now, the new rules. I don't know about the pitch clock part, but definitely the shift. It's not like it's it's not like guys are really getting destroyed though they're giving up home runs instead of hard contact base hits 
Well, I mean, the pitch clock is definitely a factor. I mean, you got to call a pitch immediately, uh, whereas before you can really think about it and, and, and process it and shake it off and do all this other stuff, collect yourself. I mean, there's this is definitely a factor. I'm not saying it's an, as, as an excuse, but I mean, this is I don't know a completely new way of, of pitching than they ever have done in their entire lives. It's not affecting Mayor Urias. I mean, Dustin May and Julio Arias are also two of the best pitchers in baseball. So, Also, it's different for a starter than a reliever. I mean, a starter, you know you have a few innings to kind of get into a rhythm, whereas like a yeah. reliever, you got to have that rhythm right away. Less room for error. I don't know. I don't really see it. I don't see a team like Tampa Bay struggling. They seem perfectly fine. Well, they're also playing the worst teams in baseball right now. Like eh. Luke Rayleigh is hitting fifth for them. Let's let's we've, see we've, how long this lasts, okay? Well, yeah, we've also been playing bad teams, so I mean, I think Arizona is good. I think they're, they're a really not, they are better good team. They are they're very not, scrappy, and they definitely they definitely. And... Sorry, go ahead. It was just death by a thousand cuts with them. I mean, it wasn't like they were. I mean, they did hit a few homers, but it was a. a I mean, the Grove starts specifically. They just. It was just single, 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 stolen base, stolen base. I mean, blooper here. I mean, it was just like the death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, I mean, we've played the Rockies, the Giants, and the D-backs for eight games. They should not be six and six. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. All right. The, guys- the, the runners with scoring position is, is, a, is a real thorn in this team's side for a long time. We got to look up the stat, though. It's They're so weird because they'll do a game where they just go off and then they'll go another game where they're cold. I believe they're the best team right now with scoring runs with two outs. They're in like the 30-run range right now. So they have the grit. It's kind of remarkable. When they're on, they're on. That's been the thing. When it's Either they score 10 runs a night or zero runs in a night. No in-between. There's been very few five-run games. It's either 10 or zero, 10 or one. That's the Robert yeah. Van Skoyak approach. It's it's been that way for years. Well, it's really what do you playing. mean by that? Like the what do you mean by the approach? It's how these hitters are are taught to to have an approach at the plate. It's it's pretty much boomer bust at the plate. That's that's the players they've they've developed and signed. Uh, occasionally, you get these guys like James Outman who will light the world on fire with power and contact, but generally, it's been boomer bust offense for this Dodgers team for years. They're not they're not manufacturing runs, you know, like it, I'm not saying they should, but this is not a, you know, a 1980s baseball team where you're getting a single, you're bunting them over, you're stealing, uh move them over, sack oh, yeah. fly. Well, this is not this I mean, team. this yeah, this they have this no, team speed. Has no speed. James yeah. Outman has <laughs> zero stolen speed. bases and that's it. Nobody else has a single stolen base. Yeah, we're not we're not running on anybody and everybody is running on us. Like it's it's yeah, insane. That's another issue is I don't know if this the Dodgers pitchers are very slow to deliver to home plate or Will Smith just can't seem to adjust with the bigger bases or both, but it feels like we're not stealing bases and we're not throwing anybody out. I mean, I again, Mookie Betts, what the fuck happened to his speed? Did he just get old that fast? I don't know. He was never yeah. that. He was never a tr- big stolen base guy. Like his ceiling was thirty, and that was. I mean, I would love for him to steal fucking thirty bases this year. I don't think he's going to get to fifteen. Probably not. He's not that kind of player anymore. He's more of a power. Yeah. What hitter. the fuck happened, man? 
Also, are we a little concerned? Are we a little concerned about Freddie Freeman's power or no? No, no, it's too early. Like 400. Yeah. This happened last season. He had like one or two home runs the first entire month. And then he, once the weather got warmer, he was on fire and it carried over into the playoffs too. Yeah. So agreed. He's too established to be concerned right now. Let's take a quick pause right here to talk about tick pick proud sponsor of the incline daughters podcast. And when I say they're the best ticketing platform out there, God damn it. I mean it. No service fees at checkout. So whatever price you're going to see, that's exactly what you're going to pay. There's no hidden fees. None of that hiding sneakiness right there. But with the NBA playoffs right around the corner, Lakers officially in as the seven seed. So go support them at the crypto.com arena using TickPick, or of course, with major league baseball here, after all, this is a Dodgers podcast, download the TickPick app, search wherever you love to sit to watch your team, the Dodgers. And there you go. You get the best deals out there on the market concerts as well. Going to boy genus tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. So TickPick has it all concerts, sporting events. Next up on deck coming from, Anna underscore 8008. What's the front office likely to do to improve this team? They need a fifth starter. That would help. When are we talking? Like at the deadline or or now? I mean, I think there's short-term solutions and there's deadline solutions. I mean, the short-term solution is, is ride it out. Like it's there's, we're 12 games in. Uh, You can't just, change everything up right now you gotta you gotta see what's happening as for the michael well, grove spot in the rotation that's something you can change but besides that you you can't really do much right now there's no one really lighting it up in the minors either i mean gavin stone has struggled out the gate yeah um but we but we but honestly we got to see what what we have with tony gonsolin i mean is he gonna is he gonna suit up like what's you know what's going on there like i i i feel like we gotta allow a little bit of time for him to come back, but you know, we got to figure out other ways to, to win games. And the, I mean, the bullpen is just, it just has to be better. I think that they will get better. I don't think that they'll continue to be this sort of volatile, but I, but, but yeah, it, it is, it is concerning that, you know, we, we have to throw Michael Grove out there again, which by the way, Dave Roberts has said he's pitching against the Cubs. <laughs> well, the Cubs are mid. He can, he can pitch well against the Cubs. Cubs are doing actually pretty well. We're going to talk about them in a little bit because they're next up on the Dodgers schedule. Uh, I'll go with the short-term solution in terms of hitting. If Chris Taylor is going to just continue to do what he's been doing, then they got to do the Max Muncie phantom injury that they did last season where he's recovering in AAA for like two weeks and find a stroke back because this is absurd. Maybe you call up someone like Michael Bush, who's actually doing so far so good out there in Oklahoma City. Or that other guy who's been tearing up. What is his name? Jer- Jeremiah Jackson? Mike, am I making that up? Jeremiah Jones? Maybe it's him. Yeah. The guy with like close. three or four kind home of runs. Close. Yeah. Three or four home runs, like a thousand OPS. All right. Solid but open. here's the problem with that though. <laughs> if if you if you send Chris Taylor to, to China for two weeks or a month, your only shortstop is Rojas. Nobody else can play shortstop on this roster. Not one. So that's kind of an issue. Yeah. That means Rojas is playing there? every single game. And if he gets hurt, if what? he gets hurt, then got to call back up Taylor. You can't, you, you can't have Taylor and Rojas in the same lineup. No, it's one or the other like, right now. 100%. Just, it has to be now. 
So, I mean, I, that's why I, I think you're, you're onto something with Jemiah Jones, but I don't see it. It's 12 games in. I, they're going to give him some runway. We'll see where we're at I, in two weeks. I think he's weeks. more of a second baseman. I, I don't know if he can play short. Yeah, I think he's an infielder, second baseman, corner out. What are we, we going to call up Eddie's Leonard? Well, no. he's in double A, I believe, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the other shortstop. The depth, sure miss Gavin Lux. The depth is very thin. Back to Michael Grove, though, because I know that they are going to give him that one more start, like you just mentioned, and you kind of have to do it. But man, this is the are you kidding me of the week? Because that performance was the biggest slap <laughs> in the face I've seen from a Dodgers starting pitcher since maybe Zach Lee or Carlos Frias. I mean, we're talking 12 hits, nine earned runs, over three and a third innings pitched against a solid but not that great of an Arizona Diamondbacks team. And then just his post-game press conference afterwards had me dumbfounded where first he was asked, you know, what was off? He said, I don't know, maybe they were hot or maybe my stuff wasn't just good or a combination but then he made a comment that just where's the accountability here where he said, I felt like I didn't throw the ball that terribly. You threw the ball fucking terrible, Michael Grove. You gave up <laughs> nine <laughs> runs and 12 hits. There's something wrong here. And you haven't been good your entire career. You've been mid city Grove. You have not had one legit start from what I can account. You were handed this job as like the seventh option because uh, Gonsolin and Pepio were injured. You should be pitching for your life right now. And you give us that joke of a performance. I'm ready to go to Andre Jackson. I know he can at least give us three innings. I already saw it this season. I'm ready to flip that script right now. Give the ball to Jackson. I wonder why they haven't, why they haven't worked Jackson out as a starter. I mean, I feel like because he's, he... he's good at, a, at being a reliever. I've talked about this before. I, I truly believe he can be a legitimate, good, high leverage reliever. And I think they see that too. I don't think they're going to panic with this Grove situation because they know Pepio eventually will get back. Gonsolin, I'm not holding my breath, but they say he's getting back at some point in May. So that's that's the solution. Stone is going to have to take some time to get right. I think putting Andre Jackson as a starter would be a massive mistake, personally. Why? They're already using him. Just, well, no, you can't why. do it. You can't do it now. I'm not saying do it now because they, they they've they've made him a. Uh, a reliever and they're not and then he already they, they got a built three him out, up. he already got a three out save we know he can or three innings safe we know he could give us three innings that's basically on par with what michael groves already giving us so time will tell he could just get built up and i'm comfortable with that just make but, him an opener for now i mean yeah you know see, i hate that I a hate three that. four inning opener okay well, what all right option. so let's let's play this out Grove gets shellacked again by the Cubs. What what do you do? You you keep you keep rolling him out there? I think you got to go no, bullpen game at least. No, 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 no. There's somebody on this Oklahoma City Dodgers team that can call up, be called There's up. There's nobody. I'm Nick Nostrini. How about Nick Nostrini? Nah, Is he I around? Mean, I don't think he's a friend of the show. He's not on the 40 man. Their starters right now are Stone, who, as Jake said, he's got like a 770 ERA in Oklahoma City. You don't want to throw him in the fire right now. They're using Matt Andres as a starter. That's a he's a true reliever. I'm not calling him up to start games. He started before Dylan Covey. Not much. He's a reliever by trait. Dylan Covey's been starting games for them. No, thank you. I think I'd rather just go with Michael Grove at that rate. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, these guys are getting absolutely lit up in Oklahoma City. Stone, <laughs> Stone, seven seventy one ERA. Andresi six twenty three ERA. Covey eight sixty four oh, ERA. Robbie Erlin eight sixty four ERA. Yeah. There you go. We need to. I mean, they, <laughs> they could have signed Dylan Bundy and to a minor league oh, deal, and he's don't don't get me started. I love love Dylan Bundy. I don't even know who's out there as a free agent. They may flyer. need to do something and, and maybe just get trade for somebody minor league wise that they can call up. But I mean, Jesus Christ, I didn't realize this Oklahoma city pitching staff was throwing batting practice. I'm going to have to look at these double a stats while you move on to the next. Time, so. <laughs> See what we got cooking. We got down a there. lot of, we have a lot of, <laughs> you're, you're, this is how I imagine Andrew Friedman is right now. Just like, what do we got? What yeah, Let's mean, go down the list. Jones Jesus is on fire. Christ. Duggar is on fire. Bush is on fire. They can't pitch, Kevin. I'm just saying that <laughs> offensive bench depth, we're good. Minus shortstop, apparently. Who's our double A team? Tulsa? Yeah, yeah Tulsa, Tulsa Drillers. Drillers. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. So final game of the series, we'll feature Clayton Kershaw against Alex Cobb. And I don't want to call this a must-win game, but God damn it. They really need to get this game because I don't want them to fall below 500 already, especially with Clayton Kershaw going against the Giants, who he historically owns, and Alex Cobb, who has a 253 ERA so far over two starts, from what I can recall, has never done anything great against the Dodgers. Yeah, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, that then you got to bring us a win. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say must win. I mean, it would it would be nice. I mean to to get back over 500 to win the series uh, after the atrocious uh output by the pitching staff in Arizona by the way the offense was pretty damn good in Arizona i mean you take that offense every single time it's just the fact that every time the dodgers either tied the game took the lead the pitching staff would give it right back to him, whether it was Syndergaard or Grove or any of the relievers vessia had a tough time out there yeah so the offense looked actually pretty decent against Arizona. After that, they do play the Cubs. They are going to host the Cubs for three games Friday through Sunday. It looks like the pitching matchups are Justin Steele against Noah Syndergaard, Jamison Tyon against Michael Grove, and Drew no, Smiley against Julio Urias. Uh, I want to is, face Stroman. Stroman bro. is scheduled to face Seattle tomorrow, actually, on Wednesday. What a pussy, avoiding the Dodgers. Strowman has been decent so far. I don't care. Give me him. I want to face him. Didn't he do pretty well against us in his one start last season, which was kind of annoying? He was like five innings or something. Okay, you ready for some double A stats? Yes. Okay, so there's only been four games, okay? So Emmett Sheehan kind of balling out. He's pitched in two games, nine innings, two runs. River Ryan, the guy, a.k.a. Matt Beatty, who we got for Matt Beatty, four yeah. innings, no runs. Landon Knack, four innings, no runs. And Nick Frasso, four innings, one run. Give me Landon Knack. He's old enough. Oh, my Just God. Just throw him in there, see what happens. That is just another Michael Grove. We got to see glimpses of him this spring. He was trash. Well, I don't think you're going to stunt Sheehan's development and throw that in there. But Knack is a guy I I think they might be okay with just kind of throwing into the fire. Then you got to add him to the 40-man roster, and now we got to DFA somebody. And then 
what are we going to do if Nax sucks? Now he's on the 40 man. Now you got to DFA him probably in a few months. Yeah, I guess that makes you. I guess you're right on the 40 man. Yeah, but I, I want to get back I to think this. Michael Grove is here to stay, guys. <laughs> For now, until those, until those guys return in May. But what's important about this Cub series is a Dodgers legend will make his Dodgers stadium return, I presume. Cody Bellinger so far hitting 205 with the 279 on base, 587 OPS, one home run, seven RBIs. I expect this to be kind of an emotional moment for Cody Bellinger. Hopefully they don't call a pitch clock violation when he steps into the batter's box and he probably gets a roaring ovation from the Dodger fandom, I would assume. But that should be quite he something. He will and he should. Yep. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, I th- um, Is the first game Friday? Yes. Yeah, I'll be I'll I'll be there. So that'll be fun. Awesome. Yeah, I kind of like this Cubs team. They're they've been pretty scrappy. They just dropped 14 runs on the Mariners uh Tuesday evening. They're six and four. Dansby Swanson so far has been a great signing. Uh Nico Horner's been awesome. Bellinger has not been so awesome. But even Hosmer, Mancini, they got a number of veterans that are just doing things for them right now. So that's, I don't think we could sleep. Kicking on. time bomb right there. They're all going to turn into pumpkins by June. By June, but we're playing them in April, and I don't think we can sleep on them right now. I think they're going to play us pretty tough. I'm sound asleep. All right. <laughs> in my sleep number bed with my my pillow, sound asleep. I don't think the Dodgers can afford to underestimate anybody. I mean, anybody. So far, I mean, they've shown that anybody can beat them at this point. Well, I don't think they're underestimating them. I, I am personally underestimating the Cubs. Edwin Rios could get a plate appearance as well, but he's hitting 125 with one home run. But I mean, Wisdom's got three home runs. Ian Happ's hitting 314. Tucker Barnhart's randomly hitting 364. Ian Happ's a good, uh, is actually a good player. Like, he's a really yeah. good player. He's always, he's always consistently good. Yeah, we talked about him a lot last trade deadline. Still, yeah, we got Joey Gallo. Yeah, Nico Horner is hitting 356. Hosmer, 310. Madrigal, 333. Swanson, 400. So they're off to a good start. Okay. Can I do my idiot of the week? Go ahead. All right, so this was honestly a tough one. I, I have two, but I'm going to go with the one I, I think is worse. Um, so I don't know, you might've seen this on Twitter, but there was this Yankee fan who posted this tweet, uh, trying to get a picture with Aaron judge's family. Uh, I'm going to read the tweet. It says the judge family walked in my direction. I politely asked for a picture and his rat wife said no. And then posted a picture of like the family walking away. So best case scenario here absolute best case scenario you have a picture with Aaron Judge's family not Aaron Judge his family and worst case scenario is this you get absolutely roasted rightfully so for being an insane person taking a picture of their family (laughs) and calling the wife a rat because she didn't want to take a photo with a clearly visibly insane individual so not only did Aaron Judge's wife make the right decision this person what do you what do you possibly who is who is gonna say like oh that's really cool to you getting a picture with Aaron Judge's family? So idiot of the week, random account. I mean people follow her, but like whatever. I'm not even gonna read the at honorable mention Doug McCain 
Dodgers what? Nation guy. What? <laughs> you think like this should have been higher? There's. I feel like we're snubbing someone, but I don't know if we should do it or not. <laughs> Is it me? Go ahead. Go. No, go. It's no, no, okay. it's not. All right. Uh, so Doug McCain in an also deleted tweet after I forget which game it was, but the Dodgers bullpen kind of shit their pants. He overreacted. He said. The Dodgers can leave no stone unturned when it comes to fixing their bullpen. They need to call up Gavin Stone sooner than later, but wait, it gets worse. He came up as a closer, and he told he told me that that makes him better equipped to come out of the pen if that's what they need from him. So you want to stunt the development of our top pitching prospect to plug a random hole in the bullpen eight games in because Alex Vestia had a bad game. Phil Bickford might have had a bad game. Insane take. Stop tweeting. Relax. Think about it. Don't tweet that. One of the worst ideas I've heard from a Dodgers <laughs> fan all year. He's our top pitching prospect. You want to call him up to shore up the bullpen on April 8th? Calm the fuck down, Doug. Pretty but then he deleted thing. it. So he deleted what, it. Yeah. You know, he does, that, that makes it worse because now you're not even standing by it. No, it's like Molly Knight the other week. If you take a shit by the side of the road, at least have the courage to stand by it. I say this with all the love, but I think the true idiot of the week has to go to Blake Harris for the timing of his rant. And the article uh, that the he Muncie? also wrote, yeah, proclaiming that Max Muncy has no business batting cleanup, even though we were like eight games into the season. And on that day, then he deletes the tweet too from his uh, podcast. Go check it out, love Blake. But I'm saying this with love, man, <laughs> Max Muncy absolutely slaughtered you because he had that seven RBI performance, batting cleanup, three home run, three run home run, the grand slam, not a good look. Yeah, then he rides the pine. <laughs> he'll, he'll own that, though. Blake's at least a good sport. Yeah. All right, powering through these final two questions. Dodge 16 underscore 12. He's nervous about the starting rotation. Is it warranted or is it just a bad start? I mean, Julio Arias is 3-0 with an 083 whip, 150 ERA, 18 innings pitch, 20 strikeouts. He's looking good. May has a 147 ERA. Kershaw had one bad game in Arizona, but he does that every season. I'm not too worried about him. And Noah Syndergaard, time will tell with Thor, but at worst case scenario, he's our number five pitcher in my opinion. We already talked about Grove enough. He won't be here long term. Yeah. And then finally from Castillo, Jason, any changes you would like to make to the roster? I think we dove into that one as well. But man, would it have been nice if Brian Reynolds was on this team right now. He is arguably the National League MVP early on, hitting in the 412s, got three home runs. He's on fire. The Pirates are actually off to a good start. I don't know. Maybe the Dodgers should have been more aggressive in the market for him. Any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good off Brian Reynolds. I mean, this James Outman is looking like the guy. Uh, yeah, you could have put one of them in left field, but there there was no guarantee with with Reynolds, and there's no guarantee that'll keep this up. He's asking for a hundred million plus. I, I'm not losing any sleep over that. I think he's worth hundred million plus easily, especially he has five home runs. I, so my bad, Brian. You got two stolen bases. You're hitting three fifty six for the Pirates. Would love that guy in left field right now. Switch hitter. No more Peralta. No more Taylor. I'm not closing the book on Peralta yet. I'm not closing on it either, but I, he's not going to hit better than 270. I'll take 270. I'll take no, 270. He's not going to hit 270. Any day. He might hit, he's probably going to hit 250. Well, if he hits 25 home runs, I'll take that too. <laughs> 25 home runs. I hope he hits 
15 home runs at this rate. My final thought is the Dodgers are have too much talent for what their record says it is. So I I feel like it's too early to panic and pull the plug on all these things. I just think we have to have have patience with them. All right. Anything else, David? No, it's going to be fine. Everybody just calm down. We're, the Dodgers are going to be fine. They're going to be in the playoffs. Slow start. I've seen it before. Be patient. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast. And thank you guys for all your questions. Love seeing all those questions from our listeners. And follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, all that good stuff. Uh, you'll hear from us next week. Dodgers playing the Mets. Maybe we're going to preview that series. So go Dodgers.